0: I can't, I, you know, all of us are one, probably one crisis away from maybe needing a little help. One medical crisis, one flood, one house fire, whatever it may be, those sentinel events that we, there are very few of us that aren't um, just one big trauma away from needing a little support. And that's that's our neighbors and that the folks that we go to school with and work with and um, it's us too. Welcome to the With You at Every Step podcast. We address your healthcare questions and help you navigate life's challenges. Our guests share their expertise and real world advice related to care for older adults, grief and healing, and pregnancy and parenting. Every Step is a nonprofit healthcare and human services organization, offering dozens of programs that are there when people need us most. Learn more about our free and low cost services at everystep.org. Thank you for listening. Here is our host, Holly Carver-Kim.
1: And welcome to today's program. Our guest today is Jen Gross, the Vice President of Community Health Services at Every Step. And Jen, thanks for stepping back into the ring again today to talk with us. Always a pleasure, Polly. Today we're going to discuss uh, WIC, Women, Infants, and Children, that program, as well as SNAP benefits, and how they differ. Uh, you know what kind of services each one provides. And both of them are very important to uh, young uh, mothers and to families throughout the country, and especially here in Iowa. Can you tell us, first of all, Jen? Uh, let's start with, let's just start with WIC. Um, I think a lot of us are very familiar with that. That's been around. That's been around for a long time, hasn't it? Um, and it really provides not just for the mother after she's given birth, it provides services beforehand too, doesn't it?
0: It absolutely does. So WIC, again, is a federal program that is implemented by the states and it's um, a supplemental nutrition program. And you, just like you said, it, the the WIC stands for women, infants, and children. And WIC services is uh, folks who are eligible are low-income pregnant women, breastfeeding folks, folks who are postpartum, so who have delivered and are in that postpartum period, um, and children up to the age of five who are at some sort of nutritional risk. Okay. And, uh, you know, I I grew up during a
1: time when, you know, you had just a really short idea of that's what that is about, okay? And for some reason in my head growing up, uh, even as a, you know, young adult, I thought, well, that's all about providing formula for babies. And then as I, you know, grew older, had children of my own, um, you know, I, I'm a very big supporter of breastfeeding. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, WIC is not just about uh, formula. Of course, some mothers do need that. But um, it does support breastfeeding, too.
0: It does, actually. Um, not only does it support breastfeeding initiation and then the the continued breastfeeding throughout, you know, that child's first, very formative months and years, but. Um, there are things like the breast pump program. And so if you do have a family that are that um, the, the pregnant or postpartum individual is going back to school or going back to work, you can rent a, a breast pump, which allows you to rent a breast pump to be able to, free of charge, to be able to um, supplement or make sure that you can continue to keep up your breast milk supply as well as be able to pump for your kiddo when you're not right with them. They also have a really cool uh, breastfeeding peer support. Uh, program where you've got folks who they themselves are um, lactation consultant trained but they themselves have have breastfed their kids and know all of the ups and downs and all of the ins and outs of what that means not only um, kind of on a on a practical level but what it means to juggle other children or what it means to um, maybe breastfeed multiples or to go back to school or home so there are a multitude of ways that WIC supports um, if a if a person is interested and can do it, they want to make sure that they can support that breastfeeding. But fed is best, and so formula and other alternatives are are an option as well. Absolutely. When does
1: a, a pregnant person first come in contact with WIC? When should they first reach out to every step to uh, to be introduced to WIC or go to one of the WIC offices?
0: I would say that would be one of those things on the first to-do list when you get a positive pregnancy. Yes. You go to the medical provider, you find out and you confirm that that pregnancy is there and you're able to start to get some of the benefits that come along with a pregnancy if you're eligible. And one of those could very well be the WIC program. The cool thing about WIC, and we'll talk about the difference with STAP here in a minute, but the cool thing about WIC is it's not money that is is, um, used. It is actually the purchase, the the getting of the actual food. And so while you have a card and you go to the grocery store, and I'm sure we all have seen there, there will be next to the price tags on maybe a cereal or milk. It'll say WIC approved. You can, you go and you get what your allotment is um, based on all of the demographics that you get, whether you're how far along you are in your pregnancy or whether you're postpartum or how many, you know, children under five you have, or if you're pregnant at home, um, but you don't, it's not actually money that you have to spend. It's the allotment of the actual food items. And so these not only do you have the ability to go and and get those things from the grocery store, the nurses at WIC and the dietitians at WIC will will help you understand what's best for your body at the different times um, nutritionally. They've already done all of the research and they have all of the best understanding of what um you know, what you need nutritionally for yourself and your growing baby. And so that all of that homework is done for you. And so you really do. If you see that WIC approved, you know, that's going to be that's going to be the good stuff.
1: So do I understand that correctly, that then you would have like a a WIC card um, that would allow you to get that those items at the price that they put there on the on the shelf?
0: That's exactly right. And it is um, like a debit card every, you know, that we have now. Um, and so your months your monthly allotment gets loaded and then you have that to be able to go shopping. One of the coolest things I think they've done in Iowa is they've um, added farmer's market to that benefit. And so folks are able to use that WIC benefit to go to local farmer's markets to get the fresh fruit and produce there at the markets, which I mean, you know, there's just not nothing better than like. Iowa tomatoes and corn in the summer and things like that. So to be able to go and get those fresh from the farmer's markets, let's be able to um, maybe expand um, your your interest in your kiddo's interest. If you're going and shopping and seeing the other things that are available, maybe not in your local grocery store, but at the farmer's markets, um, it just is expanding pallets as well. Wow, that's fantastic. I didn't realize that.
1: <laughs> so here we are. We're learning together. Uh, so, okay. So then how does that differ from SNAP? What is that program and how is that different from WIC?
0: So SNAP is a supp- supplemental nutrition assistance program, and that is what we're going to think of traditionally as food stamps back in the day. And so that's, again, a federally funded program coming down through your state. Um, but it, it there's not an age limit as far as child on that. So like you you'll remember, we talked about pregnant individuals, kiddos under five. For and breastfeeding individuals for WIC, these are these are fa- these are families with children, and so a lot of families either get both, depending on their eligibility, or once they no longer are able to get WIC services, they might be eligible for SNAP benefits. So if your kiddo turns six and you're not pregnant and you don't have any other younger children, you may still be able to get the food assistance program. It's just not in that specific category of the women, infants, and children the other difference besides kind of the age criteria for eligibility is that this actually does equate to dollars. So instead of having a list of the foods you can purchase, you get the card loaded with x amount of dollars and there's still things that you can buy and you can't buy with those funds, but you there's a little there's um a little bit more autonomy in the decision making around what foods um you can use those funds for. That that's a that is um,
1: a wonderful benefit. I'm mean, just thinking about all the families that have uh, very young children, but that they've got older children, too, and they don't have to then uh, worry about the one child or other children are not getting the benefits that the baby's getting. <laughs> that was uh, that that's very uh, far-sighted, I think, on behalf of the people who came up with these programs.
0: You one know, of the, the things that oh, I'm sorry. No, go go ahead. One of the things that I think has been so incredible, I've I've been um, working in this field for a really long time, and I've been able to see, especially in um, Central Iowa, especially Polk County area, watching how our demographics have changed, and watching how we are um, growing and thriving with all of our, um, you know, our micro communities that are coming that are coming in, um, and our programs have done such an incredible job of not only providing things like interpretation and, and translation services for folks who maybe English isn't their first language or they haven't grown up in the United States, but they've done an amazing job. WIC has done a fantastic job of taking a look at um, the folks who utilize our service. And what do we need to do to make sure that we're inclusive of all of the folks that are using our service? So maybe um, the first fruits and vegetables of someone who grew up in, um, and was raised by families that have lived in Iowa for generations and generations, maybe those first fruits and vegetables aren't the same as a family that was raised um, in Thailand or in Central America. And so to make sure that they're inclusive of um, all cultures um, and represent representing um, good and nutritional food choices and options for all of the The vast variety of folks who live and work in this area has just been incredible.
1: We've come a long way in that regard, I think, of the inclusivity. Um, Remembering not everybody, you know, has sweet corn in the summer like we do in Iowa. Although if they haven't had it yet, they're going to love it when they do, right? But uh, um, another thing that I think we've come so far with is just the, the debit card type of system that you're talking about. Because we both, you know, remember the days when there were the little paper checks or whatever it was. But I remember, you know, you'd be behind somebody in the grocery store. And personally, I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, I feel so bad for this person, you know, having to look like I need help. And, of course, there's no shame in that. But now that we're able to make it look like any other transaction at a checkout counter, I just think that's... You know, why did it take so long to do that? But I I suppose it's probably there wasn't the technology for a long time. But that's another area where I think we've really grown a lot just as a society, I guess.
0: Well, and when we look at the way that we do business, you're exactly right. If you look, um, there are, whether you choose to continue to write checks from from your bank account or you choose to utilize cash, Almost everywhere you go, there is going to be some way to pay with a cart. There's going to be some sort of swipe or um, you know, tap or something that you are able to to use that to for your transaction for payment. And so it makes very logical sense that we continue to use that for all of our, this is just another form of currency. It's just as legitimate. It's just as, you know, it spends just the way that someone who would write a check in their own checking account or pay cash um, out of their own pocket would. Um, there are very specific eligibility criteria that have been, these are programs that have been around for a very long time. And so those elected officials and those folks making, um, those regulations and those eligibility criteria have thought long and hard about it. And so, um, we definitely know that, um, I can't, I, you know, all of us are one, probably one crisis away from maybe needing a little help, one medical crisis, one flood, one house fire, whatever it may be, those sentinel events that we, there are very few of us that aren't, um, just one big trauma away from needing a little support, and that's that's our neighbors, and that's the folks that we go to school with and work with, and um, it's us too.
1: Absolutely. Um, how do you find out about those eligibility requirements for either program?
0: You can absolutely go to our website at everystep.org. Um, we can help get you hooked up with um, all of the. Uh, we can do eligibility criteria. Um, having somebody call through a care coordinator, we can also um, help link you. If you if you look up in your you know your favorite search engine and look up Iowa Health and Human Services or Iowa HHS, there should be at that landing page there should be eligibility criteria that you can look and see um, if you and your family might benefit from from WIC or the SNAP benefit.
1: Well, another thing I just have to throw out there is uh, for uh, another thing that I think is so impressive about Every Step is, you know, there are many, many in our community for whom English isn't their first language. And we have an incredible interpretation program that can help these uh, individuals and families that want to apply, but, you know, they don't understand the paperwork because that's not what they were brought up reading. Um, And those kind of that kind of help is also available through our website um, and, of course, just by calling us. Um, so that's it out there, is. too.
0: Well, one of the great public partnerships that Every Step has with WIC is that we have our maternal child health nurses and our dental hygienists that go and co-locate in our Polk and Dallas County and Madison and Warren County WIC offices. And so we will have folks um, there. Not only do they have RNs, WIC has their own RNs and and um, nutritionist, but we'll do, you know, if you if there's a dental screening or a developmental screening, or you have a question about um, maybe a health-related topic, um, aside from maybe breastfeeding or the nutritional aspects, typically you can find um, an RN, a BSN, or a dental hygienist co-located at a WIC clinic. And so you really are getting a full range of services, which, um, you know, when transportation is, is tight or, you know, you can get out of the house with Three kids, maybe once or twice a week, and not to go back and forth to all of you know a bunch of appointments in one week. The way that our public health um, folks are, are working together to make sure that, that the communities that need us have access is pretty innovative. And so, we, we partner with, um, with our WIC providers at Broadlawns pretty closely.
1: They have great services over there, too. They've, uh, yeah, that's a great partner to have. Is there anything else that you think people should know about WIC, SNAP, or um, the difference between them? You want to add?
0: And I think the best if you have questions, there's just a, a just a wealth of information on Iowa HHS and at everystep.org. It really um, it it explains the eligibility criteria. It has lists of even lists of you know the foods that um, are WIC eligible and the difference between those and the foods that you can get on SNAP if there are. And so it gets it goes from a very high level to very, you know, what kind of applesauce is WIC approved? And so you can you can get all of your answers there. But ultimately, if you have any questions, we'd love to be able to help you. And and that Web, our Every Step website would be able to point you in the direction of a care coordinator that would be ready to help you um, answer any questions and point you in the right direction.
1: Absolutely. That that Web address is org. And then, uh, if you want to go to everystep.org/care, there is a form for you to fill out that will put you in touch with a, a real-life human being who will talk to you and uh, get things set up for you and help you out. So, Jen, thanks again for being on the show today. She is Jen Groves, is the community health services vice president for Every Step, and she's always a wealth of knowledge. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Polly Carver Kim.